Defen, episode number 19. Uh, this is Vijay from Holland. We're from Belgium. And we're and from Belgium. Do you want me oh, to introduce no, myself too? Yes, <laughs> go for it. And okay. Karen from Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Karen. Um, Welcome, Karen. Uh, this is well organized. I thought, I thought well? I'm going to introduce you like, uh, yeah. I thought I'm going to introduce you, but anyway, um, uh, obviously, you know, uh, you don't need any introduction. So that's the, that's the nice part. Uh, so, um, so this is episode number 19 and, uh, obviously I'm, I'm sitting in, uh, not obviously, but for most of the people, but, uh, I'm sitting in Holland and we have a very nice uh, spring day today, uh, 17 degrees. So pretty hot, uh, day for us. And, uh, how's, Vijay, how's there can now? I just stop you? Yeah, because like talking yes. about the weather is the you know it's the it's the absolute kind of zenith of boredom, you know. So exactly, that's why I want to start it with uh, like like zero right, okay. and then <laughs> just take it to. That's why we're we're taking it <laughs> off from zero, like <laughs> go from absolute minute, boredom nothing to, talk to a bit less boredom. <laughs> this, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Exactly. That, that's why we have guests here because we both have nothing to talk about. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so, so uh, weather was pretty good in Belgium as well. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, the sun is shining. The the, oh. the the flowers are coming out, and uh, yeah. uh, I just wanted to point out this is the first episode in the spring. You know, ah, that, okay. that's what that was my whole idea. And then you basically ruined it by telling everybody that we have nothing else to talk about. So let's, anyway, let's good times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry, welcome to the show, Karen. So, first, uh, can you can you please introduce yourself? Like, you know, how did you... What a pro. How did you start with programming and everything? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you start I, I programming, hope, Karen? I Straight away, you're like, you know, I thought we could get... Come on, Karen, what's the weather like in Cincinnati? This is, this is awesome. This is, this, is, this is really fun, actually. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you you do realize that this is why we don't do live shows. This is a live show, Jesus Christ. Okay. Right. Okay, so oh. starting with the weather. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then, then we'll dive into how you start right, programming. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so the weather today in uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio is pretty pretty nice, pretty, pretty cold, uh, yeah. but we, there are some flowers out, so no. uh, they're probably die right now. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. God, that was, that was <laughs> quick. <laughs> this is a really morbid beginning. <laughs> Look, I mean, but, it's like spring of a new warmer. life, you know, and death and morbidity in to, uh, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> to all the people who are listening to Defan, we know that you listen to this show to hear about weather. So <laughs> we just want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're on top of this information. Yeah. So sunny in Holland... <laughs> Sunny in Belgium, flowers are dying in Ohio. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Moving on, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about some closure now. Uh, I think I think we should talk about at least a minute of closure, then we can come back to weather yeah, again. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. So uh, I think the great things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, where are you going with that? Where are you going with that? Seriously? No, sorry. Okay. Um, let's 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 switch to serious interview. Karen, um, Karen. get a breath here. <laughs> it's like the uh, Opie and Anthony show, isn't it? You know, have you ever heard that show? Opie and Anthony. Which one? Total fucking chaos. You know, that's what this is oh. descending into. <laughs> right. Okay. What, descend? I mean, You're going to get me started laughing, and I'm some... not going to be able to talk at all. <laughs> there is no descent. We were already there. <laughs> we were trying to rise above it, you know. 
<laughs> exactly. I, I mean, you're acting as if we have started without any chaos or something. There is no fucking way. This this has been shit show from the beginning. Yeah, but you're trying to you're trying God to bring some order with the weather, which I appreciate. You know, that's that's true. Yeah. Having having I'm a consistent topic, we can all get around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no possible okay. disagreements or controversy around that one. Okay. Uh, we can talk about climate change and let's shit. Not ask, but, uh, let's, let's not, not go with, with caring about computing yeah. now because people cannot. Yes. What, what about this uh, Cognicast stuff? I mean, you know, this is this is the professional. You know, we're 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 just like in awe now, Karen. You know, because you're you're now you're now in the big league, aren't you? I, you know, and you're you're well, the sun is shining uh, I, down upon us. I've uh, recorded a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, counts, I, don't, I don't think I'm really uh, <laughs> this, an expert this is, at it. All right. Look, they, they gave a wrong envelope at Oscar, so there is no fucking way we can, we can go worse than that. So, you know. But, um, oh, goodness. Anyway, so Cognicast, I, I hear it is pretty amazing. I mean, I, I don't hear, po- I don't listen to podcasts, so I'm like one of the best guys to make podcasts oh, ever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they don't normally go like this. In all honesty, you know, most podcasts don't go like this. So this is yeah, <laughs> it's fresh. <laughs> that's that's what keeps it fresh. <laughs> There's nothing about podcasts or, so, or closure actually. He's so never, never has, had, you know, he never had a language until he wandered down the streets. Oh, just closure days, wait, looking for a kind of bit of warmth and. Uh, <laughs> Look, somebody somebody told me I should just sit and speak into this thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. All right, okay. At least I can speak English. True, true. So, okay. Cognicast, two episodes. Is it like you, you took over Cognicast or well, something? Um, yeah, took Craig, over, but Craig and Dara left the show. Well, he left the company yeah. and he's moved yeah. on. But um, So now we yeah. have um, three hosts. So I'm oh, one wow. of them. And then uh, okay. Stuart Sierra is another one. He's great. I mean... He trained in, um, in like performing arts and theater. Right. Holy actually, shit! Okay, but, I mean, we, we're competing with bros <laughs> now. But, okay. but he's he's Never great. At one of our at one of our get-togethers for um, Cognitech, he gave like an unsession on like using your theater voice, and this is like I totally can't do it. But if somebody that's been like trained in the theater. Mm. Like all yeah. of a sudden, one one minute they could be speaking just normally, and then the next minute, you know, they've got this booming, projecting voice that goes everywhere. Um, wow! So yeah, okay. he's he's definitely got that. And well, then uh, Timothy Baldridge is the other host, and yeah. uh, we found out the other day. We asked around, kind of in, informally, you know, what what what's the strangest job you've ever had in your past life? And yeah. um, he actually was a radio announcer at one point. Wow. I know he's got like one of these voices, so <laughs> I, I'm just happy to be there, quite frankly. <laughs> so. Okay, I hope you're not regretting being on this show now. Like performing arts and radio yeah, announcers. And- you say that though, I still think you're the best out of the three of them. So. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. I, just, you know, I just mean it. You know, they're terrible. Yeah, I, they're I, think, I think I think they're really disgusting. You're, you're great. <laughs> I might not say that when they're coming, he'll... but you know, for this one, you're definitely the best. He, he listens to the podcast, so he is very qualified to give that opinion. Actually, I, I so listened, I can I listened to the last one with Timothy, 
where they talked about mm. this guy who was talking about Elixir, <clears throat> and that was actually really yeah, good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. A great discussion that one. Ho- but what the hell? Or... Talk about closure, people. Mm. You know, this is. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about it was that they started off by saying, "Oh, this Elixir thing. What? You know? Oh, yeah, but it's like closure because of protocols, <laughs> and you know, it's like closure because of this, like closure because of that." Yeah, I wanted to do closure, but I liked Erlang. Anyway, yeah, so it was um, good. Yeah, it was okay. good. I did listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing this podcast now? Oh, this is nineteenth episode. So, I think it'll be almost one year if we meet again at Dutch Closure Day. Then, uh, essentially, we started somewhere in May, yeah, I think, about, uh, yeah, first episode. Yeah. Oh wow! Two months. So um, we we. Yeah, we we avoided seeing each other physically for almost. Uh, wow, that sounded pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, I mean in in person, yeah. meeting in person for almost uh, until Euro closure, I think, and then uh, later uh, uh, I met. Ray, I went to. Uh, so Ray basically lives in nowhere, uh, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> don't mention it. Uh, you know, don't, well, don't discuss this. Well, my well, where, my whereabouts obviously are, uh, no, nobody you know, in a safe house in Belgium. No, no, <laughs> I think he has written enough code in his life, so he doesn't want to be found anywhere. You know, remember that that means that you, if you write bad code, don't let you know, don't leave traces, so people are going to find out. But um, yeah, I think it's been almost almost a year, and um, I I think uh, so. We were very consistent initially, like every two weeks we started recording one show, and this year we have been slightly lazy because uh, apparently it seems he's busy growing his beard and uh, <laughs> I'm busy baking bread. And but we're gonna get into rhythm pretty soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baking bread—that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun fun thing, but uh, it's been um, a fascinating thing. Uh, there are lots of people who are lots, as in like plural, like at least two or three, I think. Uh, they they tell us that it's it's a very nice show. So, <laughs> and uh, well, apparently it's just so, one guy anyway. who's listening to it on repeat for a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's that's how we get our numbers up, which <laughs> and, works for and, me. And that's not us, by the way. I mean, that's not no. us. I mean, we don't we don't listen to this thing again and mm. again and again. And so. honestly, if there's someone's doing that, anyway, so that's kudos to them. You know, it works for me. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, so let's talk, it's, a, uh, it's a weird time to do this because, uh, by the way, we started it because what we thought was there was a uh, Cognitive Cast was out there, but there was another you know, need for another kind of way to talk about closure because we're both fans, obviously. You know, um, so so that that's the the general concept. It was meant to <coughs> supplement the, the the community and uh, have a different style, yeah. as you as you can imagine. And it feels like yeah, definitely we're doing. <laughs> We're doing it differently. That's great. I, I think the, the <laughs> we, more we talk about closure and talk about how fun it is and how much fun we have doing it, the bigger yeah. that we can grow the community and the better we all awful all, all will be. <laughs> so, all awful will be. How awful it <laughs> will be. Oh, my God, no. No, we don't mean that. <laughs> no, no. no uh, that's that's, that's uh, We're going to be awfully yeah, awesome. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think we just need to qualify it with something else, like terribly good, and, and then everything is fine again. So, so um, Karen, so um, so you started with which languages? I'm really curious about your your you know coding okay. journey so, so far. So my first ever professional language that I coded in was Pascal. Yay! Oh, I was a professional. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I learned. To, I, I, I have really met anybody else that uh, yeah. has coded in that, but. It was for a retail company, uh, and uh, that, I just got just on the cusp end of you know when they were using uh, Pascal, and and we actually had uh, 
modems that we would call up at our phone lines. It's amazing. Yeah. Time to time. Yeah. And to all the, <laughs> the all all the retail units in the stores, and we'd like communicate yeah. with them their sales mm. and get it back Sweet. and forth. Yeah. So okay. that was a uh, it was it was kind of odd, uh, odd when you think about it now, but that's the way things were done back then. And then yeah. um, we got cutting edge in the company and moved to this language called Java. Wow. Ooh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> From Pascal to Java. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so from Java, I was Java for like many years. Um, and, you know, it was fun. I mean, when I got into it, it was definitely cutting edge and I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, compared to Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. It's, it's a big, big step up at the time. Um, yeah. You know, right, right once, run anywhere. Um, she really yeah. shook up the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think I always read it like, you know, write once and run somewhere, you know, don't, don't show up again. <laughs> it wasn't like write once and run anywhere, but write once and run and run somewhere, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I took a I took a break from the industry for um, a few years um, hmm. to have kids. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> when I left, it was I was still writing my Java code in like some horrible text editor, right? right. Um, I mean, I'm not Emacs because I didn't know Emacs at the time. I was, uh, you know, I was just like some sort of weird text it, editor that I, I can't even remember anymore. Was it Visual Age for Java or something, that kind of shit? It, 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 it was even before IDs. They had like oh, no, wow. no IDs, okay. right? So then I, uh, I, I I come back to work and all of a sudden there's this thing like this massive eclipse thing. Right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it kind of, uh, it, it took a little bit of uh, getting used to, but I, I got the hang of it and moved yeah. to IntelliJ and yeah. continued on my uh, Java career. Yeah. And uh, then I kind of met up and I got hooked up with uh, these user groups that yeah. weren't really a thing. I mean, back in, in before Meetup, I mean, it, it yeah. was really yeah, yeah. hard to get people organized. Um, and then it seems like there's a point where community started to grow. And, um, you know, I kind of got hooked up with these Rubyists that seemed really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're really nice people, yeah, um, yeah. really cool community. Uh, and the thing that I really liked about it is they really um, hooked into uh, the joy of programming. You know, mm, uh, yeah. that, that programming can be fun. It can be enjoyable, productive. Um, it can be uh, a truly joyful experience. Uh, yeah. So I was obviously drawn to that. Yeah. And uh, so then I kind of fell into Ruby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and still doing some Java too. Okay. And then I decided that I wanted to experiment with functional language. And there were kind of two choices at the time that I was going to look into. I was either going to look into Scala yeah. or Clojure. And uh, Scala at the time seemed a lot more, um, you know, you could get a job in uh, Scala. If I wanted to be really um, just thinking pragmatically, maybe I could just look at Scala because I guess they had the I think knob, that's VJ's perspective actually really, as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that companies, companies um, they could, uh, the theory was you could easily train your people, right? Because you can make it, Object oriented to function. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. This is not that you could on ramp from and, Java. Yeah, right, right. So that was that was one of the theories. But for me, learning um, 
I thought of it like as a foreign language. I mean, if I want to learn mm. language, I want to be immersed in it. I want to be in a functional style and not mm. be able to do it another way. Um, mm. To actually learn how to think a different way. But still on JVM. On the Otherwise, JVM. you could have picked Haskell. Yeah, yeah. 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 I did want to actually be practical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you, you want to do something, not just, you know, heat up the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I started looking into Clojure and, and playing around with it, and I just fell in love with it. And I, mm. I don't know whether it's um, because I've really never been exposed to Lisp before. That was my first Lisp. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just something about the beauty of the way um, the language was chained together. Mm. Um, mm. It almost reminded me of, I don't know if, if any of you do any knitting or crocheting or have, know anything about uh, doing that not not yet maybe after this episode yeah, we well, I'm, I'm not convinced now well, that if, i have to start knitting if you're knitting, knitting if you're knitting stuff or crocheting you're making yeah. this whole sweater or blanket yeah. or whatever right. out of just one thread uh, um, just yeah. by uh chaining it yeah, together just, and making uh, these things mm. but that that was sort of how the language could be for me i mean with an s mm. expression of a program you can just pull yeah. it right and yeah. it'll just all thread together yeah unroll yeah Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was just beautiful. Okay, this is a this is a, this is completely different analogy. I mean, so far I, I I only get car analogies every time every time when people talk about programming. <laughs> so this is a completely new one. So hmm, I need to think about it a bit. I I am horrible at any. Um, actually, it's a special ability that I have to to completely make a mess of any sports analogy. <laughs> No, I like I, the it, it is like my superpower. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I, it's, uh, I, I try to use it sometimes. You know, uh, uh, what was my latest disaster? I was talking about a um, uh, startups, mm -hmm. and I said, "Oh yeah, that's got hockey puck growth." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's very fast, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah. And actually, there is, a, there is a thing about hockey, isn't there? Apparently, you've got to move to where the puck is going, not to where it's been. And so, you know, you, you were 90%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, not, it's not about where the analogy is coming from, but it is where it is going. So it makes sense. Yeah, now. I think, yeah, whoever was listening was obviously wrong. <laughs> I want hockey puck growth. I want it yeah, now. I think... It, I, I think I think closure could take hockey puck growth. You know? It would take it. <laughs> Hashtag hockey puck growth. <laughs> Let's go for that for closure. Hockey puck, hockey puck growth. <laughs> Can't say it anymore. <laughs> oh, goodness. We need t-shirts with that stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so you've got the, they've got the on, knitting on, on and the S expressions and all this kind of stuff. Uh, did you, how did you like, what did you do? Did you just learn it off, off, uh, off YouTube or off the books or what, how did you like pick well, it up? Because I remember just, just to preface that question a little bit, I watched this, uh, MIT thing about scheme and then I sort of saw the blackboard guys talking about that and uh, the SICP stuff and. Then, then I kind of got yeah. into it, but what was your, what was your kind of like, how did you pick it up practically? Right. So I, I just kind of messed around with it okay. for um, quite a bit. Uh, and I learned enough basics of the language that um, I was able to give a presentation on it All right. at our mm -hmm. local Java users group. 
And um, this is quite a number of years you ago. You just dive right in there. I like that because, <laughs> I mean, I fussed around quite a lot and dillied and dallied and ooh, looked about from a bit, but you just got stuck in. That's really, it's a much better approach, I think, actually. Yeah. Well, I, I gave a talk at the, um, the, the Cincinnati Java Users Group, and at the beginning, I said, we're going to talk about this language called closure. Is there anyone here that has, you know, played with it before or know, knows anything? And this one fellow, you know, raised his hand. And I said, I want to talk to you afterwards. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so afterwards, um, we got together with a, with a, another um, couple of people too. And we decided to uh, create our own uh, user group. Uh, on functional languages. Um, actually, uh, it was kind of funny. His name's Creighton. But uh, him, him and I, we actually wanted to just be a closure user group. But the other two people were like, I don't think you're going to get enough people. <laughs> so <laughs> we just that made it true. functional. Um, yeah. But we, we, we've always had heavy um, core contention. And um, yeah. it's been going strong now, our user group in Cincinnati, for about five years. Excellent. So, cool. I mean, yeah. it's... I had the same same problem in, in Rotterdam. I started like closure user group, and it was just me and another guy showing up, mm -hmm. and pretty much. And then we thought we should trick people, so I just switched to functional Rotterdam, and then now I have like three hundred members in the in the group at least. And then uh, every now and then we just talk about closure. So that, that's uh, that's a way to get into this one. But yeah. I was I was kind of hoping that when when Ray asked you how did you get into closure, and you and you should have said I learned it from living closure book. That would be. <laughs> That would, be, that would be totally recursive. <laughs> that would be super recursive, yeah. Exactly. That's like, I'm like, I went into the future and I got this book and I came back and then I started reading from that book. That's a good book, by the way, to learn oh, closure. You could have said, so. yeah, I really wish I'd had a book like Living Closure. <laughs> no, I have to give shout outs. Um, part of uh, Living Closure um, is dedicated to like doing some real foreclosure problems. And right. for yeah. listeners who don't know what that is, um, a foreclosure is a website with the number four and then closure, not really about homes <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or real estate at all. But uh, that is, is called out because when I was first learning closure, I wanted to have like a real project to work on. Mm. Um, so um, like a newbie, right? I posted to the Google groups. So I was like, hi, I'm new, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything I can work on? And yeah. um, the fellows that were um, coming up with the foreclosure group were nice <laughs> enough to say, yeah, yeah, we do need some help. You need some front end stuff. And, you know, but I was, I helped out in the project and it was a great experience right. and way hmm. for me to deepen um, my knowledge of closure and, and help out a project. So to people who are out there, um, you know, and looking for a way to get involved and learn, I would encourage them to uh, help out with an open source project. Yep. So, um, what kind of projects did you work on using Clojure so far? Oh gosh. Um, well, I, have done consulting most of the yep. time. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have worked, um, for a start, well, doing, doing the closure stuff, but, um, yep. I, I like consulting because really mm -hmm. you get a broad, um, experience. So I've used it on startups. I've used it mm -hmm. on like huge, um, you know, fortune 500 companies. Yeah. Um, it's really successful everywhere. Um, mm. So, yeah, my most recent uh, couple projects uh, have been startups, and um, 
another one was for a game company. <laughs> okay. So that that's a that's a fun one too. Cool. But like, I really enjoy it. You know, um, yeah. as far as development experience and uh, joy mm. of programming, uh, yeah. since I've I've been with Closure, I haven't really yeah. looked back. But you're you're working for Cognitect remotely, right? When you're mm-hmm. you're okay. so how how does the how does it work? I mean, do you travel a lot to go to the uh, when you're when you're consulting or? It, it depends on the client. Um, yeah. gen, uh, generally, of course, when you're like, kicking off a project, um, yeah. having high bandwidth uh, conversations in person are yeah. useful. Um, yeah. So that's when we would travel and, and get together. But most of the time, I work very productively um, from yeah. home. I have like a great you know, monitor set up, a better yeah, office, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I don't have any commute time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. nice. <laughs> that's true. So... And uh, so, so because you, you talked a lot of lot of companies which are using Closure f- uh, for, of course, in production and everything. So, do you um, have any insight on what kind of challenges that they face picking Closure? Because most of the time, when you hear like people picking Closure, it's always like, oh, we can't pick it because you know it's it's not popular. It, we don't get developers, and there are lots of reasons that people come up with. Right. So, so that that that's the um, the biggest thing. Um, that I mean, I'm sure that you've heard too, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's a catch twenty two, though, isn't um, it? Yeah. Right. Um, the I would say the the easiest way to approach that is to uh, enable your company to have remote people. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially, especially since uh, in my last two engagements, I've been working with startups. Um, mm. If you're a startup. Um, I, I've just seen it work so well to have it just mm. start out as distributed. I mean, mm. yeah. you can hire whoever you want <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't yeah. matter where they are. And yeah. um, you don't have all the, the costs uh, associated with having a fixed location that you don't know whether you need that yet. And it, it just, I've seen yeah. so many startups excel um, use a, using a distributed uh, setup. Mm. And yeah. in that, Closure just works great. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of closure developers that you know can just work remote from anywhere. Yeah. Um, what what are these guys? Uh, sorry, okay. go on. Yeah. I was just going to say, what do these guys? Uh, what assuming that they're like they can find people. So what 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 motivates them actually to to say I do want to use closure? How do they find it? How do they say this is the thing? Closure is the thing which will like give move the needle for me in terms of programming languages. Is that because I guess that they have to have that motivation because it is an unusual choice still today. Let's be honest, you know, it's right. not a totally mainstream right. choice. So, what is the the kind of thing that moves the needle for these guys? I, I think once they hear um, how productive they can be in it, and also um, you know with the Datomic stack, right? Uh, really, I, I, I think as we as closurists, we really don't talk about, I mean, we're, we're kind of like humble people (laughs) (laughs) sometimes and we don't get out there and we talk about the, the incredible advantages that closure gives you. I mean, I'm talking about like the node people they are going on and on about, you know, single language, client server, et cetera. But we have that, we have that with closure. We have that with closure script. You can share code across both of them. Um, you know, we have a compelling story adding Datomic in the stack, and it, it's just if 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 people are open 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. To listen to the advantages that uh, Clojure yeah. gives you, especially, you know, to move fast and uh, build yeah. sound software. Um, yeah. You know, Clojure wins, so, hands down. And usually I see these companies, yeah. um, they've, they've talked uh, or they've talked to, um, you know, somebody that's, that's kind of let them in on the secret, right? It's like a secret. It's like, yeah, yeah. you want to succeed? You should use Clojure. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, okay. And is that's, it the immutability thing? Do you think in the end? Do you think that's oh, the, yeah. the key? The key? The key thing? Because that's what that's what always strikes me as the like the ultimate weapon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like you know, get the Paul Graham lisp is the secret yeah, weapon, yeah. and then combine that with the immutability and uh, the JBM, and it, it really, it, to my mind, is it, it, it's the killer stack, and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. So speaking of uh, stack, um, so what kind of libraries and things that that you see in in the wild when you when you go to these consulting gigs? Yeah, well, I mean, it depends. I, I, I'm, you can tell I'm consultant because I'm always like, it depends. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're not forced to use pedestal then. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like Pedestal. Um, I've definitely used Pedestal successfully. I'm using it on my current project. Um, mm. So it's very powerful. Right. Mm. But um, there's a lot of good tools and libraries um, mm. out there in Closure Land. So. Yeah. So are they, are they mostly web related things or the projects that you work on? Or did you did you work on any like desktop or I don't know? Yeah. Of course, so Maybe so the. The, the game uh, editor that mm -hmm. I worked on was yeah. a um, actually Java FX based, oh, okay. which was oh, wow. kind of interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. 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 So, the, uh, but okay. for the majority of the things are usually, you know, if, if you're, if you're just working on server side stuff, you know, plain closure yeah, yeah. or, um, you know, if you're working on web stack stuff, then you're going to have closure on the front end with some sort of usually like react framework mm. and yeah. then like pedestal ring. Okay. And um, so the how how deep is the penetration of Datomic everywhere? Because I mean, every time Datomic comes in, I mean, we keep saying, okay, this is this is really awesome because you know it has a different way of looking at the data uh, with with time component added in, and um, and immutability the, again. I, that's the other huge yeah exactly like uh, keep keep appending to it. And but the 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 thing is. Uh, like, what is the level of penetration? Because there has been some changes in the license as well, um, like the licensing model, etc. So, do you get any questions about when are you going to open source it or that kind of crap? Yeah, well, the, uh, <laughs> but, uh, just stepping back to tell you kind of how yeah. Cognitech is organized, there's yeah. there's kind of a division in the middle. There's like the product side <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with Rich and uh, everyone they're working on the uh, Datomic side, and there's kind of the consulting side of the house okay. um, that, that yeah. I am on. So, I, yeah. I don't get... I mean, I, I kind of see what's going on in the product side, but I'm not I'm not immersed in that in day-to-day uh, yeah. -day, um, operations. Yeah. But um, definitely, um, you know, Atomic's a, a great product, uh, especially, mm -hmm. I mean, it makes total sense for, like, people that are in financial industries mm -hmm. and, like, yeah. healthcare. Is, I mean, yeah. that the sort of capabilities of the immutability and the, the persistence of the record, and it, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. a natural fit for them. Yeah, I think the the latest uh, uh, changes to the licensing model are, are way better than the previous one, at least. And so I think that that's a very nice uh, thing to see. Okay, um, so so Emacs or IntelliJ? Oh, shut or up. The, 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 <laughs> She's already the, said cursive is the best. Right? Come on. I, I thought we weren't going to talk about politics here. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, no, no. Um, well, Emacs yeah, no, forever. Exactly. So, but there is no way. And um, <laughs> he's got to get it's, it. It's, in. It's, Actually, I was going to ask you whether, where, you know, one of the things about Java. Um, in the good old days was all these design patterns and stuff like that. And then the other one, I think if you look at Ruby, Ruby was a little bit like that as well. I mean, Ruby to me, like you talk about the joy, I mean, I never really was a Rubyist, but I read the books and sort of nearly came to drink the Kool-Aid. But it, like you said, it was a joy. You know, people really took it to mm. the next level and they really made things, uh, what should we say, rich. You know, all of their data structures and their programming things, they always, they always went that extra mile. Um, and that strikes me a little bit like closures a bit like that um, when people get really into it. But wh- what do you think about the like the, the patterns or whatever that emerge from from closure and closure script or stuff? Or do you do you see it like because it's Lisp that the patterns are kind of in the language and they just fall out? Or I'll shut That's I'll shut up now. To think about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Longest question in the world. I, I, I guess. I guess you have to think what, what's the difference between, and this could be, you know, like a really deep conversation or not. <laughs> but, uh, like, what's the difference between... We, yeah, uh, <laughs> we can always fall back to that so. <laughs> Like, what's the difference between um, patterns and idiomatic code? Like, is, right. it, is that the same thing? Do it, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, no, I think, uh, I, think, then, I, think uh, I think patterns are... You know, you can write a book about them. Let's say, you know, you, you can have the visitor pattern, you can have the the factory pattern and stuff. Like that. You know, they, they, I don't think that's idiomatic code, is it, in any language? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of like there's definitely oh, some there, there kind is, of yeah. um, notion that you have to do something different to achieve some laudable goal. You know, like reuse or whatever the pattern guys mm-hmm. are talking about. You know, safety or you know, which is kind of like this immutability thing with uh, with lists. Uh, sorry, with um, closure gives us this a lot of these patterns kind of like for free. Let's say you know you've got all the the oh, good right. the good kind of behavior yeah. that you want in the language, rather than having to absorb some extra thinking on top of the language. Yeah, that's. Uh, can you can you give me like an example of a pattern that you see? Uh, well, I was asking you that. <laughs> He's seeing a lot of patterns now. No, no, but the thing, the thing I was thinking was... I, mean, I, I, I guess I'm saying that I'm not, so I, I, I want ex- <laughs> to kind of clarify what, what, what you mean by pattern, because I, I don't really... Well, let's say, I'm for instance... Like, okay, interesting question, and it's something that I was I'm been fiddling with for a, for a little while. It doesn't really matter. Is when do you go to a macro and when do you stick with functions? I think that that's a, that that there's a sort mm. of there's a pattern. If you know, I just read, I've been rereading the Joy of Closure recently, and he's got like a f- three or four different use cases where macros are useful. Um, and I don't know if that. I have never really used macros. Uh, I've started to do some yeah. recently for fun, um, but what, what that seems like there's a kind of pattern there where macros would fit into it where functions wouldn't because functions would fit 99% or 97% or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know whether, I guess it's a pattern. Um, yeah, I'll have to think about that. Um, yeah, generally, I, I'm the same with you with macros that I try to avoid them wherever possible, <laughs> yeah. unless I really need them. Um, yeah. Places that, uh, you know, of course, 
you, you might need them is if you're doing the same thing over and over again and you, know, mm. you need to generate something like a, a deafen like thing that yeah. you can't do yeah, yeah. Um, anyway else. Um, well, let's go back to a simpler question uh, then, which is like, I guess the pattern that Stuart isn't here, Stuart Sierra isn't here, but he's got this component pattern which is this like oh, dependency right, okay. injection thing and you yeah. know this whole like uh, reloaded stuff um, mm -hmm. which seems to be a countermeasure to the slowness of the JVM but then built on top of that there's all this other goodness that that is about you know I don't know ordering the uh, dependencies and stuff like this so maybe that's a, maybe it's probably more of a concrete implement, uh, instance of a pattern exactly. we, we see a kind of yeah, quite a lot of different libraries coming around with that pattern now, mount and system and yeah, stuff like this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think that's one of the strengths and maybe weaknesses, um, too, of, of the closure community that there are so many different ways to go about doing things. Um, that, and, and it seems like we're, we're not real opinionated, right? Yeah. So we're not like, yes, you must do component. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the way to do things. Well, I think um, at, the, at the code level, we are opinionated, opinionated right? I mean, at the code, yeah. code language level, it's very opinionated. And then the rest of the surface area where community is trying different things, I think that that makes sense in, in, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. I, I, I think it, that's one of the culture things that I like about yeah. Clojure that we're kind of open and we're like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever works for you. Uh, we'd yeah. like to try and experiment with things. But then on the other hand, and this has been a criticism that I've heard from other communities or people trying yeah. to get in. Yeah. They come in and they're like, I don't understand. How do you yeah. do things? Yeah, 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 why, yeah. Don't I not, why don't I just have, why don't you just tell me what to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, God, yeah. 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 That's so, because we're elite motherfuckers, that's what it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're like, no, you've got to find your own way. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The tower of the so, closure will come to you, my son. Okay, maybe there's another example of a pattern, actually. Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the feel of it now. Spec is okay. another, another, another pattern yeah. mm -hmm. where, you know, you want to test the values of a, of a, of a map or whatever, of a data structure, mm -hmm. you know, but you don't want this heavy typing, um, but you want something, you know, some lightness. That, that's an interesting one, I think. And then there was another, I, there's been a bit of a, I don't know that's, if you follow the, the, the closure user group, the, the Google group, the, the email thing, but there's been no, a bit of email, a some, some email thing. Yeah. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? Well, I get it in the email anyway. It's Google groups. <laughs> I get the digest. Thing. You ever heard of email, PJ? <laughs> no. oh, it's email. No, it's I, email. I just... Bad now. I don't keep up. You youngsters. I don't keep up with the technologies. Yeah, that, that's that's way too advanced stuff. Anyway, anyway so there, there was a bit, of a, yes. a bit of a whoa, drama this week with, uh, or the last week or two with Spectre. Um, you yeah, know, whether it should be in the core or not. Whether it should be in the core, or, you know, yeah, the ideas at least. Should the ideas be in the country. core? And actually what was interesting was uh, I, I learned a lot of stuff on that discussion actually about about lenses because I didn't really realize what a lens was. And it turns out that's what it yeah. is. You know, it's this kind of yeah. view into a, into a deep nested data structure. And uh, and then there have been all these people talking about different lens libraries. And, and, and I think... Yeah. Nathan Mars says Spectre's more than that, so fair enough. Um, yep. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm totally rambling now. 
what's the question again? <laughs> what are patterns? Yeah. Did, so, did you? so the question really yeah. is like, does this lens thing fit into that pattern as well? And you know, are these the things that you're okay, seeing I, in the wild? Tell you, I, I don't really know a whole lot about lenses. I, I hear them used in conjunction with Haskell a lot, but I've never yeah. really kind of dived in and looked at it uh, myself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really don't know. Um, I know that I've heard people uh, talk about Spectre and how they've enjoyed using it on their projects, and that's great. You know, yeah. I think Closure and the community always has room for um, great libraries. Yeah. Um, I haven't personally used it myself, but I haven't been using deeply nested data structures. And if I, if I come to a point where <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, really. I'm needing that to solve a problem, I'm exactly. going to take a look at it. But I think that the argument on the on the on the mailing list was pretty interesting for me as well because some, of course, you know, you need you need Spectre to to inspect the data that is really deeply structured. But then that that is also obviously showing you that the design that you made is you know deeply structured. Is then if you if you take a step back and then think about having a deeply structured data. Is it really a good thing? Of course, you need a new tool now, but uh, can yeah. you simplify it a bit? So it is always kind of a, uh, I was reading through it and I thought, initially I thought, hey, Nathan Mars, you know, it's a pretty awesome guy. And uh, uh, he, he must have thought of, because he is one of the guys who made a lot of uh, uh, the, the cascade, cascading or something. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think his argument or, is that yeah, it's, so, it's this, this data out there. In, in kind of like legacy databases or legacy systems. And, and that's what all these big data systems like Storm he made, didn't he, as well? So he, he was like, all this big data stuff is this unstructured data, some of it's heavily nested. So if you want to deal with data like that, then you have to have something which will have, you know, I think the argument behind uh, Spectre is that, and the argument against Clojure is that the, 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 the standard library, the idiomatic way in, in Clojure, as you might say, Karen, is that, you know, the, uh, the, the, when you give a data structure in, you want the same data structure back or you want to, you know, you want to be able to get like a map out or a vector out or an array out. Whereas if you use idiomatic closure, um, then getting that same data structure out or uh, any kind of data structure yeah. out is quite tricky. So you have to do intos and mm. map cats and flattens and all this other stuff yeah. that is annoying, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, if you're doing it repetitively, it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, so that that's yeah. that's the the motivation I think for Spectre is that well, if you want to manage these deeply nested data structures and then get some have some handle on the output in a simple idiomatic way, then this is the library to use. Yeah, but the the, the question, as far as I understood it, it wasn't about whether Spectre is a good idea or not, but it was whether to include it into into closure oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, that, that was the major. He, he was asked yeah. well, apparently it was a bit of a passive aggressive question. I think is like. Oh, people keep on asking me why, why you know, should it be in the clo closure core? People keep on telling me that it's really fucking awesome. And well, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, are all these people that were yeah. saying this great stuff about my library are they right? <laughs> and yeah. Alex said, "Nah." <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm sorry that I missed the Google emails. I should have yeah, yeah, yeah. that there. Well, I totally missed all this. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> now you're up to date on that one. So. <laughs> Exactly. You you've come to the right spot to, to, to get this information. So this is the fake bullshit news of closure. Gossip, you know? <laughs> we're, we're like Fox News of Closure. We decided that already. Yes. So. 
Anyway, uh, highly opinionated. Yeah, let, let's let, let's let's shave its spec a bit. And um, so you you gave uh, a talk at Euroclosure as well, uh, using spec uh, for self healing uh, self healing uh, yeah. code. I am uh, a huge so, fan of spec. Definitely. Yeah, can you can you give us some some insight on you know about about that whole idea of uh, self healing and then using Actually, spec b- for it? Before you go there, I mean, before you go to the self healing bit. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you yeah. trying? Are you, are you starting to see spec out in your consulting bits and pieces as well? Yeah. Are you really oh, people okay. are doing so like it. I have to tell. I have to tell you this. Um, so the, well, the last startup I was working with, they were using it in an extremely clever way, oh, yeah. and I've seen it now at some other startups, um, and I think it's a great way of doing things. So what they do is they uh, use because this is a lot of people don't really get the generation power of spec, right, right? right yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, it's a validation, but it's got gener- it can like generate <laughs> test example data for it. And you can hook that up with like custom generators mm. so you can have your data look really realistic. Mm. And when you combine all those spec, um, you can compose all those spec things into data structures, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when you call generate on this data structure, basically you have like a client front end fake database. Mm. Oh, cool. So what I've seen people doing is, uh, especially in startups where they're like building MVPs mm-hmm. and they're trying to be lean and uh, trying to build the least thing yeah. that you can yeah. get feedback the on, smallest. right? Yeah. Right, the smallest yeah. thing that you can yeah. get feedback on. They take the single page app, mm-hmm. um, spec out the data with closure spec. Yeah use it to generate fake data. So that way you have something that's kind of client only and the features that you want that they, the product people can then take and get feedback on, prove out okay. that whole schema. Do you really need that piece of data? Is that data like not important like you thought it was? <laughs> yeah. And then when they get the feedback, then you can start building out the back API part. Right. Okay. And in the meantime, not do the effort first. And, and you can share that spec because it's closure scripts, right, yeah, closure, yeah, yeah. you can write it in CLJC files. So yeah. you can share the spec across the front end and the back end, and then you can <laughs> use it to validate the data going across the wire. So you've got like, okay, it's at the boundary points. Is it leaving? Is it in good? Is it how we expected? Is it, oh, right at the front end? Is it is how you expected? So you're just, it's just an incredibly smart way to build things. You're okay. banging the desk, by the way. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. We can literally see that you're excited about specs. Yeah. It's so awesome. Like, Why are yeah, people not really, doing this all yeah, the time? Exactly. And, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, that is really awesome. It, it's almost like you're going to like tell the people to spec the shit out of it right now. And I'm like, okay, you well, should. Sure. I mean, it, it's not only for startups or anything, but, but yeah. I mean, re- really, I mean, I, I'm a believer of if you're building on a feature, you should yeah. definitely make sure to know yeah. whether that feature is actually doing what you think what it is it's supposed to do. I think, yeah. And if it's you know, not, you should I rip it out. To, to your point, though, Karen, <laughs> to your point, it's actually an interesting way of uh, discussing this because I remember when, um, uh, I think, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Stuart Holloway or uh, Alex. Uh, Alex came to, like, I did a webinar for our Belgian Closure user group at Christmas, mm-hmm. which was really awesome for us. But he was kind of talking yeah. about this like generative testing, and it's like, uh, yeah, you get some of these tests for for free, and maybe yeah, it's not that great. You have to yeah, let's be honest, you have to do some code. 
But I think your way of selling it is much better, which is to say, actually, yes, you're not going to get 100% of these tests for free, but that's, but that's not a problem because we've got an aw yeah. awesome tool for you to give you much more than just a bit of generative testing. Actually, we've got some infrastructure which will give you the ability to spec it out, to generate it, and also to try it out, to do MVPs, all this kind of modeling stuff that you've got all of a sudden the capabilities for in the core. That's actually quite a, a much stronger way of positioning it, I think. And that's possibly why people aren't getting it. It's because it's kind of like undersold a little bit at the moment. You know, it's kind of like, eh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of does some things, but it's not. But actually, I, I much prefer the way you're talking about it because it's it's got a purpose. Then it's got a it's got a value. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's just a new technology. We're still trying to figure out like the best way to use it, to use it, and it, I think it makes yeah. sense that hmm. like innovative startups they're they're hmm. figuring out how to use it. They're figuring out how to right. get the value that they need out of it. Right. Yeah. So so um, the next round of conference the, the, talks will be about this. <laughs> yeah. Where we start to see it in the wild, see it in the wild, and see the benefits, and see how we really should use it. You know, yeah, right, right. So awesome, yeah. And then specs and the self healing stuff. So, what is the self healing thing about? And and you you uh, as as I was pointing out, you know, you were you were there at the year of closure, and then you're talking about self healing code. So. Uh, what was the idea behind it? Yeah, so it's just kind of another example of. Um, me trying to learn things and then mm. uh, like I was interested in genetic algorithms mm. and like how they all work. Uh, so I started you know, trying to mess around and trying to make them with uh, closure. And this is around the time spec came out mm. and I started thinking, Hey, you could use spec. You, you could spec this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Combine this with this. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was just an experiment. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was fun, maybe useful um, mm. for somebody. Uh, I, I kind yeah. of like to float ideas out there and see if somebody might be useful to somebody in some way. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think still we that we have a ways to go in figuring out ways uh, to apply yeah. spec. There's this um, really cool um, deep learning library yeah. mm. uh, that is now – it's almost – to release one out uh, called yeah. Cortex. Yeah, yeah. I saw a blog post. Uh, that, that was my next uh, point. Uh, that was uh, I was about to ask you. Like, you you were doing that. Um, was it a Kaggle competition or was it Cat Talk thing? Yeah, I don't remember or something. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you you're using Cortex to uh, do the deep learning and then identify the things, right? Yeah. So this yeah. this is the other point that you'll um, probably hear me um, talk about or I get a rage. Yeah. Um, d depending on, <laughs> on my mood. Yeah. Uh, but it's the whole like Python has got yeah. a lot. A lot on, of mind share. Yeah. On the whole AI, like deep learning yeah. space. Yeah. And that makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, because I have a deep belief that, you know, closure would just be so much more effective. And yeah. uh, I just got done doing this, um, uh, it's called like fast AI, but it was called mm. practical deep learning mm. It's a great course. Uh, mm. wonderful. It told you, uh, you know, it's kind of focused about Kaggle competitions, uh, yeah. Kaggle for those who, who don't know what they are. Um, they're data science, uh, based competitions where you do things like they give you a big data set of, yeah. uh, 
cat pictures and dog pictures. Yep. And your job is to train up a model yep. uh, on their test set. And then you submit uh, your, your results yep. and they score you. And there's yep. like a leaderboard. Yep. Uh, and it's really a great, it's a great community. Uh, and yep. they've got a lot of, they pushed the, the bleeding edge yep. um, with those competitions. It's getting people yep. uh, having, working on the same data set and yep. pushing the yeah, results. It's not just cats and dogs. I mean, it was like hotel reviews and just, just to clarify to the people who are listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had, they had like a, what, what was yeah. one competition? There was like State Farm Destructive Driver Competition. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, classifying the drivers, whether they were talking, texting, yeah. you know, yeah. paying attention to the road. Yeah. Uh, there was one that was just for the nature conservancy, uh, yeah. I think. But it was uh, all the boats are uh, have footage of all... Yeah, uh, of, the, the, of what fish come on. Yeah. So it's the job of the machine learning algorithm to mm. identify the fish. And this is in an effort to automate um, making sure that there's not overfishing in areas yeah, yeah, and, right. um, you know, that they're, yeah. they're fishing the wrong fish, yeah. um, that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, they, they have various health related ones too. There is one yeah. um, looking at cat scans yeah. as well. So it's, it's a really interesting, um, do they have dog scans as well? Yes. <laughs> Not yet. Sorry, okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure there were dog, dog scans as well. <laughs> Serious point. Yes, but, back, back to cat scans, sorry. <laughs> but, but, I mean, the whole, thing, the whole thing is Python, right? So, um, yeah. uh, and, you know, I could do the code in Python. It's not that different from Ruby. But yeah. just the, the difference of moving from immutable, functional, beautiful language like Clojure... <laughs> Yeah, to fight them. Moving back, it's just like, oh, you know, this would be so much better if we could do it in closure. So I am totally supportive of the um, the Cortex um, team library for trying to develop a closure first um, library so that we can do stuff like that. And I think, and this is where spec comes in too, and maybe Mm. maybe the potential of it. Um, You know, they're talking about um, incorporating some spec into. their network descriptions and layers descriptions. Mm-hmm. But once you, you know, spec the S out of things. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we, we, we take care of all the, all the crap, so no problem. But then, you know, what stops you then from using the generation aspect of it, of, oh, well, you can just generate these different network structures, yeah. you know, and then if you generate different network structures, assuming that you have enough computing power, yeah. you know, you could do these things like having, uh, you know, the, the generated uh, deep learning infrastructures. And maybe, you know, we can find a better infrastructure to do um, okay. classification for whatever. <laughs> Cortex, Cortex is, is essentially deep learning thing, right? I mean, um, right. I, I, I work in big data stuff, uh, machine oh, learning cool. things nice. uh, for, for fraud detection. So uh, we use Spark and other things right now. So oh, cool. the, yeah, um, I'm, I'm the the thing with the thing that bothers me with closure is that the um, uh, it, it's not just when when you enter the big data space when you enter the machine learning space mm-hmm. it's not just the language anymore it's just the libraries it's the tooling around it and it's the security it's you know compatibility yeah. with HDFS you know all, all sorts of like mm-hmm. you need to buy into the ecosystem and um, uh, I I tried looking into like uh, because initially it was basically statistical stuff that that we're going to do mm-hmm. you know all the standard stuff like uh, classification and um, clustering and these kind of things very 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 primitive 
machine learning things. But even for those things, we don't have good libraries in Clojure. So that that is one of the biggest, you know, challenging part of of bringing in Clojure as part of this thing. So maybe you know that from like uh, from from data from ETL job for ETL we already have very nice story with Onyx, right? I mean that, that that's already done. And then the next part is the distributed computing. I mean there is no coherent story with Clojure. I mean it's, uh, everybody either goes to Spark or Flink or something like that. And, and then on top of it, algorithms, you know, okay, Spark has Spark ML. And if you want to use other things like H2O or something, you can use them as well. And then the user side of it, you need a notebook. And the notebook, you know, Python guys are like way, way ahead with Jupyter. And yeah. um, so that like there are like, of course, I think, um, Proto you know, it's, they, they're all open source. Here, for instance. I think there Sorry? are some things like ProtoRepl and stuff like that, which yeah, could, exactly. which could but, uh, but these, these things need to be Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but these things need to be put together. So yeah, 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 yeah. I really like that you're 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 uh, putting your weight behind it, and I like that you. you I, I saw your blog post with Cortex and and Cortex and Kaggle things. I was like, okay, I should play with this thing too a bit, you know, because so far I've just been using um, Python or um, Spark essentially. Uh, yeah. and, and and also the data scientists, you know, the people that I'm working with, they're very familiar with Python. So yeah. it's it's difficult for them to switch to something else. So either yeah. they need they need R or they need Python. So, yeah. but it would be pretty awesome if if you know there is a significant weight behind uh, yeah. this 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 effort. Then I completely agree with you that Clojure is one of the best languages to to do these kind of things. Yeah. So I don't know, fingers crossed. But um, yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm 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 back in that like. Java users group where I'm like raising yeah. my hand. I'm like, who has done deep learning with closure? Yeah, right. Okay, raise yeah. your hand. I want to talk to you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <the> full circle. <laughs> Beautiful. We should get together so, and do something. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really nice. Okay, so um, wow, we're almost uh, one hour into the talk. I mean, the time is flying by. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so. I was going. I was looking at your, your your website, and I see something called Code Shifter. What is it about? Is it like a super yeah. fantasy young adult novel or something, or yeah, like Twilight so shit, or I don't know? I'm, I'm really is, confused. Uh, this is aimed at about nine, ten year old girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, this is going to be Twilight Saga closure. <laughs> but uh, it came it came about that um, my daughter at the time uh, was like super into reading like. You know, Hunger Games, yeah, Divergent, yeah. right, all the, yeah. the kind of things that are yeah. that are going on there. Yeah. And um, I noticed that there were never, never any girls like you know doing programming or yeah. if if they were, you know, they were the hoodie variety. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you see, it was all very. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just had this idea that um, I would like to do. Um, a story that my daughter would be interested in mm -hmm. that would have real code and programming mm -hmm. concepts in it, but not being like a front and center annoying. Now we're going to learn how to code, right, right. Yeah. you know, <laughs> sort of thing. It, it yeah. would just be thrown in there. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and um, my hope would be is that the story would be fun enough and engaging mm -hmm. that the code would be kind of just, Part of it. Interesting yeah. part of it that it yeah. would just have like positive associations. And then when uh, she would see it later again, she'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, totally. I was like in my book when I was yeah. <laughs> yeah. a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. I'm totally not, I'm totally not afraid of that. I mean, that's, 
Yeah. That's a function. So it's an experiment. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no one uh, writes a fiction book for... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for a living you know, or for money or, or anything exactly like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought you never know, know. Gonna write the exactly that, yeah. that's what I was saying <laughs> I was about to say it, like you never know and then so it, it, it's been a fun experiment with my with my daughter and um, actually my son um, got into it too so he's okay. done some like pictures and concept art for it nice. so it's it, it was a fun adventure for our family yeah. and um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and self-publish it my um Sister just did the cover. It's awesome. Oh, so, so it's, it's um, almost done now. Or? It's almost it's almost done. Right. Okay. Um, cool. So, um, you know, if people are interested in, you know, in okay. it, you can definitely purchase it. I'll probably yeah. have, a, like, a good chunk of it um, yeah. just for sample because it is something kind of weird that you don't really okay. <laughs> see. So you can decide if it's your cup of tea first. So this is um, going to be Court Shifter Saga or something. And then that, that starts from there and then it's... I, she, she made me uh, um, have it open to series potential that way. Uh, I don't know okay. whether so, I will, I will so ever, ever go to that point. <laughs> there's a cliffhanger at the end though. Yeah. I'm guessing but, that the book starts with an open parenthesis and there's going to be an unbalanced <laughs> oh. parenthesis then. <laughs> Oh, no. And everybody is going to be so be pissed. I'm like, God yeah, damn it. When is this going to be balanced? <laughs> but, but in my wildest dreams, in my wildest dreams, um, it would get popular. And then at the, the closure conches, there would be like the sea of like nine and 10 year old girls right, like coming right. in and being like, closure, we love you. <laughs> no. oh, that's a good dream though. That is a good dream. But, you know. <laughs> There'll be like people standing in the queue and then wearing, I don't know, the, the symbol of court shift or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then a keyboard with just parentheses keys and nothing else. And uh, that, that's that's going to be awesome. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't, when I, when I was reading the description, I thought it was just an idea or something. I didn't know how far, I mean, this, you, you were this far. So, um, yeah. so con- congratulations on, on, on writing that. So uh, I think, so do you have any release date or something for this one or? Um, soon. No, it's just, it's just a, a okay. yeah, it's just a matter of getting all my parts together. together and okay. you know, time this year, my free time on the weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. So soon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's very, very nice to hear. And, uh, it's okay. like speaking I'll, to um, a Renaissance woman, really. I mean, you know, author, <laughs> technologist, scientist, it's just, it's, it's so many things, you know, drone programmer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and genetic stuff, and yeah, and then you're so you know fluent about weather, so you know it's, it's like a the whole. Did I tell you I'm getting new chickens in a couple of weeks? You oh. can tell us that. I didn't mention that. Yeah. So this What's is, wrong this with is your very chickens? exciting. Well, they get eaten. Oh God! It's <laughs> <laughs> death again. Sorry, we 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 don't understand the concept because this is a vegetarian well, well, podcast. No, no, right? we, we don't eat. All them. right, okay. the, the the wildlife does. All right, right. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we, we started off with a, a flock of about like fifteen, and now we're down wow. to four because you know. Wow. Hawks get them. Raccoons get them. Wow. You know, it's wildlife. So, so you're yeah, in the middle of nowhere, also, basically. Yeah, well, <laughs> 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 we have enough space to have chickens, but, but I didn't tell you the exciting part of the chickens. Um, so the exciting part is I'm, I'm splurging and getting uh, fancy chickens from this mail order place. Oh, yeah. Okay. Two of them are extremely fancy. 
Um, okay. They are lavender, purple chickens. Purple chickens. Wow. So do they I give know. you purple eggs? Is that the idea? They get pink Probably eggs. pink eggs. Yes. Ah. Holy shit. Live and learn. Okay. So, uh, is that a mail order? I mean, it seems a bit weird. I mean, they literally UPS drop them off. So, is it? They do. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, we, we got geese that way too. All yeah. oh, right. Okay. Fascinating. And then you're going to be sure to fly to your house. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our Amazon <laughs> drone dropping down. the bottom of a drone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they're just flapping their legs <laughs> and then just drop them. Like those kids and give them the a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stork story yeah. actually re- comes reality. Yeah. You, you have the drop zone. And like, <laughs> wow. So Actually, that's an interesting yeah. question because, funny enough, we, we, we have a bit of, garden as well and uh we're thinking about getting some chickens this year so okay what, what i mean you I'm, can see uh, if they have them they're, they're called lavender orpingtons <clears throat> lavender orpington so they're not they're they're oh, see. okay so they're pretty pricey so this was a big thing like normally i have never paid that much for a chicken and just to give mm-hmm. you a price point um so chicks are usually like I don't know, like two or three dollars yeah. to mm-hmm. get yeah. make sure you get you know a, healthy but yeah. this lavender chicken is twenty dollars wow wow I know, I know. I like I. The only reason I'm getting a couple of them, well, I was only gonna get one. Yeah. Um, but then I thought it would be kind of cruel to the one purple chicken if they just yeah. thought. Yeah. Oh, Everyone's gonna pick oh, on I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. I'm just this weird they're... purple. I'm just this weird purple chicken. You know, I'm strange. So if exactly. they get uh, two two purple chickens, they okay. know that. Oh, uh, we are also. They can, be, they, they can be purple together. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> But do you think that the, the local wildlife would be thinking, oh, what the fuck? What is this? this is a real lavender thing? I cannot eat this thing. Or <laughs> See, this is this is a thing. So, like, if they get eaten right away, I'm going to be really sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay. So, we, we we will send our good thoughts to your lavender chickens. Okay. So, you know, they're, they're going to be safe and secure and there won't be enough... Um, they're not going to get into stupid racism shit, I guess, you know, so. <laughs> we'll, yeah. Well, we'll the check. other chickens, the other kind of, one of the other breeds of chickens that we're getting are interesting ones. See, yeah, if you go on about chickens, you're going to have to cut this out of the show. Uh, no, it's okay. It's good. good. But, <laughs> but, uh, but there's this other breed called Buckeyes. And okay. this is interesting because it's a breed that originated in Ohio. And mm-hmm. one of the only breeds that was um, started by a woman. Oh, okay. And, um, the Buckeye chickens also have a reputation of being, um, if chickens would wear motorcycle jackets, <laughs> <laughs> these, these would be the chickens. The hell's angels okay. of the chicken world. Yeah, hell's angels of chickens. <laughs> they're, they're known as being excellent mousers. Ah, mousers? Oh. I didn't know there was a, like hunting chickens. <laughs> they're basically like little velociraptors. Oh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> this well, is a bit chickens <laughs> are essentially dinosaurs, they right? I mean, the purple ones. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they said I checked. They, they, they said they're not aggressive, but they don't take any guff. All right, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's their pre profile. <laughs> that's the marketing pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have only only chickens, or do you have some some other animals as well, or is it just the chickens? Um. Uh, well, n- not farm animals. I mean, we have okay. a dog and guinea yeah, pigs, yeah. but um, okay. we had geese at one point, mm. but I will not do geese again. Okay. They were, so chickens, they go into their cube at night, which is nice yeah. to you, like closed doors. Yeah. Geese do not. I used oh. to have to chase the geese back into their enclosures <laughs> right. every night, okay. which is not fun. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
if there was like videos of me, I'm sure it would. <laughs> okay. So two takeaways from this podcast. Yeah. Use spec and get purple chickens. Yeah. <laughs> that, Not necessarily that's, that's that idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty good summary. Yeah. Anyway, super cool. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Of course, we, we talked about chickens, we can talk about specs, and we, we talked about a lot about your, your experience. Anything uh, else? Uh, uh, by the way, I mean, we are going to have a, a Dutch closure day uh, next, uh, I think in a couple of weeks, March 25th or something. Yeah. So uh, we're almost done with the whole um, preparation and everything. And uh, there are excellent uh, speakers lined up and uh, the Defen crew will be there, which is basically me and Ray and uh, <laughs> our awesome uh, audio dude, uh, Walter uh, from Belgium. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I've been working, uh, not just me, but uh, uh, along with other guys, uh, we've been working really hard to set up a nice program. And I think we would, we, we all did a pretty decent job and we'll see on 25th uh, how it is going to be. Um, and we have James Reeves, uh, we've just, we've Jester, uh, ring component, sorry, not component, uh, but ring and other famous uh, libraries written by him. He'll be keynoting this one. Um, so that's what is happening from Holland, I think. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about, uh, Ray? Me? Yeah. I'm gonna, Apart from your growing beard and yeah. for. I'm actually going to talk. I'm going to do um, a deaf joke. Um, yes. Which is actually. So, um, I, I've actually done the coding now as well. That's why I've been playing with macros. Yes. Because I made a exactly. joke so that I would like, like real. at the Euro closure, I would like. I did a joke about, yeah, this is a macro to do functional programming jokes. But now I've actually written the macro to do functional programming jokes, so I'm going to do a live coding of functional programming jokes. Mm -hmm, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be based around the but 45th president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it writes it's, itself, it's, you know. <laughs> you, you're, you politics know, no, out. <laughs> yes. I think he's, he's going to write down your executive order banning all Belgiums with the uh, UK passport or whatever. <laughs> Most anyway, um, sorry. Uh, so, Karen, anything else you want to um, tell to our audience? Um, I think we are almost uh, uh, fifteen of them. No, I think I think we're good. Done. Okay. So, thanks a lot for uh, joining us. Uh, it's been a wonderful evening, and um, we just, have a lot just of fun one, one, in this one show. final question, actually, just one final question. Yes. Gigasquid. Where, where did that come from? Where, does, where do you get Gigasquid from? Because everyone should follow you on Twitter at Gigasquid. It's an awesome Twitter name. Yes. You know, super awesome Twitter <laughs> name. But, yeah, mind blown by so, Gigasquid. Where, uh, where is it coming from? So, so do you remember AOL Instant Messenger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the day. Yeah, right. sort of. yeah. Don't want to admit it. So... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we would have LAN parties during lunch where I worked right. um, and play um, Half-Life, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, sc my screen name there was Squid. Right. Oh. Um, so I tried to get on Instant Messenger with Squid and it was taken. Uh. And Mega Squid was taken. All right, you went up to the next episode. <laughs> Yeah. I had to go up to Gigasquid, <laughs> right. actually. I'm going to try, try and find Terra Squid after this. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not taken, I'm parking it. <laughs> anyway, All right, okay, super fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's all uh, from us today. 
again, uh, once once again, uh, a big thank you to Karen uh, for graciously accepting our invitation to uh, join us and uh, talk to us. Uh, and this is our 19th show. And um, I think there are a couple of credits that you want to give out. First of all, Wouter Dollar, who's been doing an um, excellent job of um, fixing our stupid recording setup, that, that the way that we're recording. <laughs> and uh, the music uh, so far you've been listening is from Pitsuri. Pitsuri? Pitsuri, yeah. But sorry. Um, so uh, links will be on the show notes, and he has been uh, well. He's making music for us, and we, we're just we're essentially stealing his music and not paying him. But uh, he he's living he's <laughs> he's living with Ray, so I think it's it's uh, essentially covered <laughs> from there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his his music is on SoundCloud. Yeah. So go go check them out. And um, I hope most of you people who are listening to this one will be there at uh, Dutch Closure Days. Uh, we'd love to have a chat with you guys over there, guys and girls, of course. And um, um, that's it from me now. That's very professional. Very nice way to end it. Okay. Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Karen. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Okay. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers.